Hello everyone and welcome to Hawk Talk, an HTA podcast. Today we are talking about apprenticeships on episode 11. I'm Alex Jenkins, your host, and today I'm joined by some very special guests who I'm going to ask to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Ros Burnley. I'm a consultant in horticulture and I have been working with employers to make sure that apprenticeships meet their needs in our industry um, for about 15 years now. Hi, I'm, uh, my name's Jeff Caesar. I'm the Business Development Director at Allen's Mall Nurseries. Uh, my name's Melanie Farrow and I'm an apprentice horticultural crop technician at Allen's Mall Nurseries. Hello, um, my name is Millie Barnett. Um, I also work at Allen's Mall Nurseries doing a crop technician's friendship. Well, thank you all and thank you very much for agreeing to be part of the podcast today. Let's start by asking the big question for anyone listening that doesn't really understand, and that is, what is an apprenticeship? Shall I jump in then? Yes, um, please. Thanks, Rob. So an apprenticeship is um, a partnership between an employer an apprentice and a training provider so there's three parts to the apprenticeship so the um, apprentice is employed um, so they have a job and they're paid a wage um, but they also have time off uh, from working uh, to learn and the employer um, will undertake to support the apprentice through their learning but the employer gets somebody that is trained for the occupation that they need but also has had lots of practice on the job um, and has a good understanding of their business and their their context that they're working in just that only in layman's terms in that it, it, it is a uh, it's a combination of experience and uh, and classroom learning yeah and the le- and the experience is gained at an employer where hopefully you end up with a uh, with a job at the end of it Fantastic. Can I just add, I think, um, especially from my perspective, I'm only 19 and came out of A-levels back in June. um, And so I wasn't quite ready to give up education, but I also wanted to start earning some money. So I think it's a great opportunity to kind of have the best of both worlds, really. I think that's really important. Um, And the practice, I mean, we, you know, horticulture is a job that requires quite a lot of skill and you can't learn how to do something doing it once or even doing it two or three times um, in a class, you know, in a class environment, even if that is outside. Um, But if you're doing it every day on the job, you're going to develop that skill a long time getting the class aside, getting the classroom learning. And I think for our industry, that's what employers are looking for. Somebody that can do the job as well as has the learning. Absolutely. And before we go really into kind of the benefits of, of, of apprenticeships, Roz, maybe you can kind of help explain about the different types of apprenticeships that you can get. So let's start with um, what apprenticeships are available. So all apprenticeships now are based on these things called standards. Um, so there was a big change um, about five or six years ago, but all the apprenticeships that are available in England um, are um now on the new format that are called standards and they have a test at the end so you uh, do your learning and then it's a bit like a driving test that you do at the end and we've got quite a good range of different choices um, in our sector so we've talked about the crop technician which is um, a production role and you can either do it in a sort of container uh, production environment or in a field production environment Um, there are also um, so what you might call ornamental or amenity horticulture. So um, looking after horticultural sites, we've got um, horticulture and landscaping operative, we've got horticulture and landscaping supervisor, 
Um, so there's there's quite a good range of apprenticeships and we have coming online. So traditionally, when you talked about an apprenticeship, you think about a young person uh, at the beginning of their career coming uh, coming into the industry. But now um, in England, there's increasingly quite a few apprenticeships that are uh, available for people going into management positions. So you can do an apprenticeship at any point in your career now. Um, and we have quite a wide range of these beginning to come online in our sector some of them are not quite available but they're getting there so we've got um a level five so that's foundation degree level um or second year of a full degree kind of level apprenticeship that's how hard it is in horticulture called horticulture and landscaping technical manager there's um, a level six so that's at degree level it's not a full degree but it, it's shorter than that but it's a degree level apprenticeship which is um a horticulture and agriculture advisor um, so we've got a few and that one's available now. So we've got a few of these apprenticeships now that will help you progress in your career. So, um, you know, those apprentices that are on the level that the entry level sort of uh, GCSE level two apprenticeships, they can go all the way up um, in on their careers by working on the job, by learning on the job. So they don't have to take time out now to do a full time college course to get those, you know, that that learning that you need to progress into management. You can do it on the job. Why choose an apprenticeship? You kind of mentioned some of the things then that might be the reason. What is it that you're really getting from apprenticeship? I don't know, Jeff, whether you want to. Um start with that one yeah for sure and from from our perspective what we're where we're confident it's what you mentioned before about the gaining experience hands-on experience within the uh, within the job and it is learning to work at a commercial rate as well so it's you know how to do something but being able to do something at a, an acceptable commercial rate of uh, of work is is what, where everybody needs to get within the uh, within the workplace but it's uh, and the apprenticeship the opportunity to to learn that you're what you're learning at college you're able to look at how that can be applied in the uh, in the workplace so it's not something that you're uh, simply learning the uh, the theory and, uh, and the knowledge to be able to pass to pass the exam you've uh, you've actually got the opportunity to implement what you're learning at college in the uh, in the workplace and take um, challenges and issues that you're finding in the workplace and take that back to college and ask how do we deal with this and how do we do that so it it, it crosses um, uh, across both the, the sort of work uh, experience and the uh, and the college learning for uh, for me and and from our perspective as well it is an investment that the business is making but we get something for it's a genuine investment in that we uh, we get something back for uh, for what we've invested and we get these uh, these great employees <laughs> at the uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the apprenticeship we've got five apprentices and our reason for having as many as five is partly because the business is expanding so we know that we're going to have inevitably there's some churn and that people will will leave or people will will retire and we need to uh, and we need to replace them and it's partly because we wanted to upskill so we wanted some of the positions that that we that we had to fill with people with more training and more skills and it will go beyond there we'll i think our, our aim is to always have to always be running apprenticeship that's fantastic some of the employers that I work with, one of the reasons they like having an apprentice is that they're doing the, the learning. So they're going to end up being, a, a, you know, if you could someone on quite a few short technical courses, so they're safe to do the job. But what the apprentice is learning is they're learning not just 
you know how to do it safely they're learning when you should do different things they're learning that underpinning knowledge that allows them to be a much more useful employee and they bring that back into the workplace when they're when they're there is an investment but also you even when they're learning they're bringing that back into the teams that they're they're with they're asking questions and I, I know that some of the employers I work with find that really valuable actually and they can create opportunities for learning for their wider workforce that's supporting the apprentices but is also you know can be made accessible like learning plant names that sort of thing if you're putting things on for the apprentices you can make it accessible to the wider workforce so it can it can help everybody get into that kind of way of thinking about learning and and you know doing things differently and it that can be really good for the sort of underlying bottom line of the business and uh um, Millie you mentioned why why you wanted to uh take on an apprenticeship Mel what what was your reason well um for me I'm a mature student and um I've had a huge career in warehouses and logistics um 20 odd years so um and I I went uh, some years ago I went traveling and having already had like a huge passion for plants anyway I, I went traveling and and um, did some voluntary work for uh, permaculture farms and some eco farms and did some fruit picking in Canada and all sorts of stuff. Um, so when I got back from, from traveling, I realized very, very quickly that I needed to change my career. So, um, so that's exactly what I did. Um, I was having a conversation with um, my, my next door neighbor over the garden wall one summer's day and she's a, she's a florist and she said, Oh yeah, um, Allensmore Nursery is there. They're just up the, up the road from from us, and we um, we often buy their plants. She had her own stock of flowers, and she said, "Oh, they've uh, they've just been advertising for apprenticeships." And so I said, "Oh, I'll, I'll check them out, have a look," and that's exactly what I did. I wrote them a letter, and uh, was called for an interview. So here I am. <laughs> I think some people think that apprentices are just for young people and actually apprenticeships now are for any age group. You know, the, the, it used to be that the funding was quite heavily weighted towards younger people, but you know, actually employers can think more widely now about what an apprentice might look like. Um, and, you know, and sometimes I talk to people in that, you know, uh, who are a bit older, kind of my age, and they might, you know, they might say, oh, an apprenticeship, that's not for me because that, you know, I'm a mid career and I don't want the, I don't you know, want people to think I'm right at the beginning. Uh, and actually, I do a, an apprenticeship in a heartbeat um, at, a, you know, sort of at the more managerial levels as career progression, because it comes back to this. You, you don't need to take time out. You can do it whilst you're on the job. And, and let's be honest, a lot of us haven't got the space in our lives to take on distance learning, you know, learning outside of you know, in your own time on top of all of your other life commitments and things like that. So apprenticeships are really, really good for that um, sort of mid-career steps as well as getting started. This was this was fantastic for me because I'd always considered like going back to university or doing a full-time course or doing an open university type thing outside of work, like an evening class and, and none of them were viable options yeah. because of, because of finances obviously because I'm a lot a lot older um, I have my own house and family to support so for me to be able to re-study and work at the same time was really beneficial. Just to say that makes them more diverse so yeah. as an employer you've got a much more diverse recruitment pool because um, you know they are more accessible because of that wage alongside um, you know alongside the learning um, so you've got more people to choose from. 
Two, two, two of our apprentices are in were, were current employees. So when we advertised the uh, the apprenticeships, we advertised it internally uh, as well. And uh, and two of our uh, our applicants, and they both got positions. Were uh, one of them's a little bit younger, and one of them's a little bit older. And um, they uh, they were current employees. They just they wanted to move up. They wanted to get on, and, uh, and they wanted to learn. And, uh, and it's been great to uh, to get them involved in. Apprenticeship. Fantastic. That kind of leads us quite nicely into the funding element. Should we talk a little bit about the funding and kind of how that's supported? I can give an overview. What I would say, though, is if you're interested in taking on an apprentice, you know, you need to talk to some training providers, talk to more than one because they'll have different models. So some training providers will maybe um, let the apprentice off one day you know, want the apprentice in the college one day a week some of them some of them it might be block release so they have them for like a week but the other model that you might see is actually 100% in the workplace and the um the training provider will send somebody out to your apprentices to to teach them in the workplace and then maybe do some distance learning and things like that so there's there's lots of different models so the first thing you really need to do is talk to a a couple of training providers and see what, you know, if you if you've got that choice some of our some of our apprenticeships there's not that many but um, if you can talk to more than one see which one suits you but talk to them about funding because they will also take you through uh, what I won't talk about is kind of like the detail around funding I'll give the big picture but it will depend on the age of the you know the exact amount will depend on the age of the learner what they already know you know there's lots of variables that your training provider will take you through and they'll they'll sort all of that out with you but um, the, the bit the broad sweeps are that there's two different first thing is the employer's got to commit to paying the apprenticeship apprentice a wage and also paying the normal on cost as you would with a normal um, employee so they are an employee um, and, and that would be for their full work time including the work that they're away at college or learning they what they will get funding for is the training and how much they get for the training will depend upon the kind of business they are so if you've got a pay bill of over three million you may be paying the you probably will be paying the apprenticeship levy now if you're a levy payer as a business um, your um, levy funds can go towards paying the the training uh, and assessment costs which capped per apprentice so on crop technician there will be a I'm not sure what the cap is on the off the top of my head for, for crop technician but there is a, a maximum amount that can be used for each apprentice over the entire course of their program which the training provider um, and assessment provider can access um, through the levy pot if you are not a levy payer which which let's be honest is most people in our sector um, we've got loads of small businesses. Um, it's something called the co-investment model. So you will need to pay a small percentage of the, um, I think it's 5% at the moment. It does change from time to time. Um, so you will pay a small percentage of the training and assessment costs. Um, but if you've got, um, if you're, you know, there are factors so which may mean it's not as much as that. Some people are paying very little actually of the training and assessment costs but some of you will need to pay some of them but if you talk to your provider they'll take you through um, you know certain incentive payments that you get there are other sort of bits and pieces um, but that's the broad sweep so you need to commit to paying the salary if you're a levy payer and you've got levy money that can go towards the training and assessment if you're a small smaller business then you will get most of the training and assessment costs covered but you will need to negotiate 
with your training provider about um, how much the overall cost is within that maximum amount that you're allowed to spend and how much of that you will need to pay. Does that make sense? It does. Thank you. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works for you, Jay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can explain. Ours, ours came, our apprenticeship came together in perhaps a slightly different way to the way a lot of apprenticeships um, came together. And the, the crop technicians uh, apprenticeship, the cap is very high, uh, which is which is great. It is a well-funded, um, it is a well, it's a level three well-funded uh, apprenticeship. It came together through the Midland Regional Growers. So Midland Regional Growers is a group who uh, who work together on issues where, like training and transport and things like that, where we can't where you can't solve the challenge all on your own in your own business. Then uh, then, then the Midland Regional Growers work to work together. So we meet regularly through the uh, through the year, and we have uh, our various sort of uh, challenges and things that we uh, that we try and address. And one of those was training and uh, specifically uh, apprenticeships and so we approached uh, what it was Pershaw College at the time it's now part of uh, Warwickshire uh, College and we talked to them about the type of apprenticeship that we want so like Roz was describing there the um, what we wanted was uh, block releases and we wanted those block those one week block releases to be out of season so we knew that our members were going to struggle with day release and we knew that we would struggle if those uh, if those weeks were during our peak spring uh, season so we worked that through with uh, with the staff at the at the college and and that's the apprenticeship that we uh, that we that we ultimately ended up with so we ended up with this two year uh, block release uh, apprenticeship that is that is really well funded and we also had an opportunity and that uh, uh, um, during that I think I, I did actually talk to Ross back in the day when we were looking at what the contents of the actual apprenticeship would uh, would would be so we we were consulted about what sort of things do you want in there what's important to your uh, to your to your businesses and, and ultimately, we were really pleased with the uh, with the with the way the apprenticeship came together and the contents uh, of it. We think it's very applicable for for growing businesses. It's not always we, we had to be a degree of compromise through through that group of growers. And some of us are propagators and some of us are not. And propagations in there as part of the apprenticeship, whereas some businesses don't don't do any propagation. But we can also work together as a group of, uh, of businesses and um, and help with uh, uh, visits and support like that so that's one of the things that we're looking to do is is give our apprenticeships the opportunity to visit the other members of the uh, of the Midland Regional Growers the other people the other members of the of the apprenticeship uh, scheme uh, basically but what one of one of the, the spin-off things that has been really positive for the college with that and I was very very supportive of this was the college has got really good accommodation so they've got good accommodation blocks and so on those block release weeks we en encourage they don't have to but we encourage our apprentices to stay at the, uh, at the college there is a small cost to us for uh, for doing that but it means that they get to uh, spend a bit more time with the other people that are on the uh, on the apprenticeship and the fact that the college has that uh, those facilities means that they don't have to limit their apprenticeship to just the Midlands. 
So they do actually, uh, they have actually expanded that and they have, they've got about 20 people that are on the apprenticeship. They haven't just come from the, uh, the members of the Midland Regional Growers, they've come from uh, growers down in uh, Arundel and Sussex and, uh, in, uh, and East Anglia. So there's lots of uh, growers that are now making use of that apprenticeship. And from our perspective, that is hugely positive. It means that if, you went through a year or two where the Midlands, the, the members of the Midland Regional Growers weren't taking that many on. There's still lots of other growers across the UK that will keep that apprenticeship lively and have sort of 20 plus people on every uh, every year. I mean, that is just such a fantastic example, because one of the problems we do have in our sector is having enough numbers to get good provision available um, across the country because we're dealing with spread out. You know, you know we don't. We don't have like real hubs. I mean, there's there's areas where you get a bit more, but we we, we have need and not necessarily at a high level all over the country. And where employers can group together, they can get the programme designed for their own needs. But you can also make a real difference locally just to the number of people getting trained, because it can be the difference between it not happening at all um or it having a program you, you you have a cohort and enough employers to get it off the ground and then other people can start coming in on that but if you just expect it to happen organically it can be really difficult and I know of a couple of other examples where this has happened and you also get that kind of being able to bring people into the college and show them different ways of working and let the apprentices de- see, see different ways of working so if you're part of a local kind of employer group it that might want the same apprenticeship it's really worth talking about this because you can get it set up to meet your needs the college will usually be really really happy to get a group all at once and you make may may make the difference between there being an apprenticeship there locally um or not (laughs) that That, that makes a difference that was exactly it the the college couldn't do it without without a reasonable cohort and so yeah, yeah. the group of grows and the fact that we already work together and when we initially discussed it and said look if we could do this and we could pull a two-year apprenticeship um, together at the time it was a level two um, apprenticeship and uh, and we just went around all the members and said so genuinely how many people would you uh, would you take on if you could uh, if you if you could recruit them and that is an issue being able to recruit them and I think it's I think it, it's getting better, but it, it was uh, uh, it was really encouraging how uh, people wanted to take them on. We we could already see it after that when that first kicked off after the first year, and then we started looking at the uh, at the second year, and we were going to take so some those first years were going to go into the second year, but we knew that we wanted to take more on so that we kept a rolling uh, uh, program. We we realised that it could be. I'm a victim of its own success in that if we're really successful, if our businesses aren't growing fast enough and we're, we've had really successful intake of apprentices, then potentially um, the numbers that we, uh, we, need, we need might come down. And that was part of what really quite early on we were discussing with the college, that they need to open it up and get more employers uh, involved. And because of the facilities they've got both from an accommodation and training perspective and the quality of the uh, of the of the teaching staff they do have the uh, the opportunities to all make almost make that a national um, uh, scheme so that other uh, growers who perhaps haven't got a local group or whose local group hasn't got enough uh, people in there they can uh, they can get involved with it and they are doing which is uh, which is really uh, really positive 
Well, my next question was actually going to be about what what we think are the biggest barriers for apprenticeships and and from both um, an employer perspective and those taking on the apprenticeship and we've actually mentioned some of those there so obviously finding a training provider that can actually support through the whole apprenticeship is is a big one um, are there any others that you can think of that may be a reason why the numbers aren't as high as they they could be or should be I, I have <laughs> <laughs> both Millie and Mal are, are examples of of, uh, of of how this is this wasn't the case when we were employing for this apprenticeship, but the challenge um, is finding the right people and finding people who who are uh, interested and are prepared to uh, to commit. And it is quite a commitment. It's not just our job. It, it is quite a uh, it is quite a commitment. You get something out of it because you get the qualification, you get the potential uh, position within the business, and you get the opportunity to move on within the business. But it is also quite a commitment um, to uh, to the training and the work that, uh, that 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 goes into it. And what we're looking for people who want careers in in horticulture, people who can who can come into the business and start looking around and think, well, that's the route that I want to go, what I, I want to take. I want to, I want to work on the technical side or, or I want to be a supervisor looking after dispatch or I want to run the potting teams or something, or I want to, or I want to work in sales, you know, that that's what we want is people who, who, who are keen and, and want and are, and are looking for that. And in, in interviewing people, we're not just going to, we interviewed, we must've interviewed, so we, we took on, we actually took on six, didn't we? And one of the guys dropped out and decided it wasn't for, uh, uh, for him, but we interviewed more like 15 people. So not everybody, well, we were pleased with the number of applicants. And that was what was a little bit different for us this time around. And I'm not entirely sure why it was. We tried to put a nice advert together. We did use social media to, um, to, to, to promote it. We promoted it quite heavily within the business so that uh, people knew about it and would talk to people within and, and, and outside of the, uh, of the business. But it was a real, it was our, it, probably our greatest concern was, uh, was being able to find the right people to, uh, to get on board. Uh, with us and it is again now we're looking at okay we're going to have to start advertising for uh, for our uh, cohort for this year and uh, we need to get that right and again we need to be finding the right people to uh, to join us so let me ask you a direct question do you think there is a stigma with apprenticeships do you think that people consider apprenticeship you know we touched on it a little bit earlier it's for younger people as an option because they haven't got the knowledge or the skills to do just take on a job do you think there is something around it being an apprenticeship that stops people wanting to take it on because actually I mean working in in learning development I see every day people that want to take on personal professional development and are willing to train to do that and to do um, training and and uh, uh, courses outside of their job to do that but is it because it's classed as an apprenticeship that may put people off I think so yeah um <laughs> not in a bad way I for myself I never considered an apprenticeship until I heard about the one at Allensmore um for myself I was always going to go to uni and get a degree and I never really considered doing like um doing an apprenticeship working and learning at the same time um it was and at my college as well it was never like pushed towards anyone really um and yeah apprenticeships were never seen as 
not as important as uni. I think there's a lot of stigma around um, apprenticeships and pay. Um, it's mm. in the past, it's always been a very poorly paid way to get educated. And I think people think that as an apprentice, you'll be given all of the all of the horrible jobs and you're not going to be paid very well and business is not going to give you time to study when really it's the complete opposite like i've always i've for every every single step of the way i've felt supported by by ellen small they give us enough time to study within work time which we are paid for um they pay us a good wage a good living wage where i can i can do my studies i can live properly and it's just it's it's so much fun like it's really good there's five of us we have so much fun we learn we share notes and it's just a really good opportunity and a great place to be it is really fun to be fair it's so fantastic to hear (laughs) 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 what what is what is really nice is i is is we've um the guys have been uh learning about over the last week or so been learning about our dispatch operation working in the dispatch uh, team and um, and one of those one of the senior guys within our dispatch and uh, and distribution team called me the other day and he and he and he said he said where did you get that lot from he said, <laughs> he said the apprentices he said aren't they great he said they really give me loads of questions and that is great that is a real buzz for the for the for the rest of the team as well you know that they uh, that they can see that happening, and that they can. It's a bit like if the, if the business is expanding and the business is investing in new equipment and uh, new techniques and, uh, and new markets. It's also great that it's investing in new people uh, mm-hmm. as well, and, and it has to. Otherwise, we we simply wouldn't be able to. We simply wouldn't be able to do what we uh, what we have planned, and so. Um, it's great that the guys are so and we really wanted to make it good fun you know we want to make it en- enjoyable that's a uh, well, crikey we, we all spend so much time at work you know you need to yeah. enjoy it <laughs> so I think I think what you're describing is what um, you know that yeah, there is a lower a minimum wage for apprentices than there is for the rest of the workforce because that recognizes that they're being invested in but actually you know as as an employer thinking on about taking on an apprentice I wouldn't just say oh well it needs to be the minimum apprenticeship wage for their age because actually you need to think about you know what else they might be doing and whether they can live on that and also you need to think about what you you um you do need to invest a bit of time and energy into supporting those apprentices. It will come back. I do talk to businesses that have had a bad experience. I mean, if you're recruiting anyone, sometimes you take on someone that doesn't quite work. And if it's an apprentice, it can't you, it can be, you can sort of blame it on the apprenticeship. If you have a bad experience, it, it can be really, really positive, but you do need to put the effort in and it'll come back. Um, but there is lots of support out there. You know, the government websites have got lots of support for employers um, about, you know, the health and safety and all of that. You know, all of those wider implications of taking on an apprentice, um, but also training providers, you know, talk to them. Talk, talk it you know do your research if you're thinking about it and you've never had one or you've had a bad experience in the past but if you do your research and go to into it with your eyes open and and ready to make the investment you, you you'll get it back um i think would be my message to employers where they're worrying about that as a barrier to them taking the plunge 
it's a really difficult market at the moment. And I think if we're going to have enough people in the workforce for us to keep moving forward as a sector, we need businesses to be training new folk coming in and then bringing them on up through the industry. Otherwise, our workforce issue is going to hold us back (laughs) around where we want to be. Um, Raj, you're you're absolutely right. And one of the, I, I talked to the, uh, actually talked to the principal at Warwickshire College about how few people they have on full-time horticultural courses. Yeah. And, and, and she said, well, who's to blame for that? I said, well, what, what, what are you saying? She goes, well, she said, if you will go and run a really, a really successful apprenticeship scheme, why will people come and do, and do, and I thought, and, and do the course at college? And I said, all oh, right, okay, I've never really, I've never really looked at it like that. And she said, well, she said, perhaps you can, you can say that the, the, it, 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 the success of the apprenticeship scheme has harmed the full-time horticultural um, uh, training. But she said the other way of looking at it, and I, and I think this is where I'm, was my point of view is, Actually, the apprenticeship scheme now that it's up to a level three uh, uh, apprenticeship and that we're running it in the way that we are, it's better than the college, the the, the one year or, or or two year full time college course because you only got a limited amount of practical experience uh, doing that. And with the uh, the apprenticeship, pressures on the apprentices to do all that learning and to <laughs> and to get there more than capable. Uh, but it, uh, but it, but it is. Uh, it's from a from an employer's perspective, or from just the way that the that training environment has changed. I I think that apprenticeships are very positive and, and are the way ahead. And, and I'm not surprised that it's moved the way that it has. And there's less full time um, attendees at, at college, and it's and it's and it's gone that way. But it does require the employers to take responsibility and to and to. Uh, and to make that commitment and that it is a genuine investment, you're going to get your money back, but make that uh, investment. I think we've got a decline in college courses without the apprentice. I don't think it's the, the apprenticeships taking the, I mean, it may be locally in a small way, um, but we have a decline in in full-time college courses. And I see apprent- healthy apprenticeships actually as a way of making sure that we still have provision with good trainers. Um you know, because it, it, if you're going to have a team that are offering horticulture, they, so, so I, I see it as positive because it is bringing in people that couldn't otherwise do a full time course like we've already talked about. Actually, I think it brings in new audiences because there's a whole load of people that couldn't couldn't do a full time college course. Um, they just not. I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to, um, but they can do an apprenticeship. So I, I, I think apprenticeships are bringing new people in. Um, to study horticulture um, I probably would have to look for some data to prove it but that's my gut feeling is it's actually improving the picture and bringing new people in that wouldn't otherwise be able to uh, it's a really good point and Mel you you're one of you wouldn't have been able you might have been able to maybe like go on and do the if you wanted to go yeah. on and do the uh, course but once you you've been working for as long as you have it'd be yeah. I couldn't you know you've got, to, you've got to carry on earning haven't you and, and quite honestly I, I didn't want to be at university or college full-time like I'm a very hands-on person I like to be out and about I like to be moving I like to be learning and seeing what I'm learning and, and for me to the thought of me sitting at a desk studying day in day out for a couple of years it just it didn't appeal to me at all and so, at the moment you're in an apprenticeship that's um same level of difficulty as a level 
um, A levels, it probably you know a few you know more more you know, group of A levels. Um, the I've got people that I you know apprenticeships I'm working with that are, include degrees. Apprenticeships twenty percent off the job, but they are going to finish with a degree and the apprenticeship. So um, actually, as we start to work together as an industry to make sure we've got these different steps at the moment, we're sort of nearly there, but not quite, you know, but we need to work together as, as em- employers and training providers to make sure that you have these steps, you know, and then they'll be there for you to be able to go all the way. I mean, if you look at our boric culture, um, again, they're not fully available yet, but they are, they are developed. You, there's a level two, um, there's a level four, and then there's a level six with a fully full degree so you come out with a um a degree just the same as anyone else's but also with the apprenticeship so you know once we get those available um so we need to sort out some provision issues um you'd be able to do that those stepping stones in horticulture we uh for the from the kind of more um horticultural site size we've side we've got a level two and a level three so that's GCSE level a level difficulty but then you've got this level five which is foundation degree so you can get as far as a foundation degree once we sort the provision out that's where we need to get to that we've got these stepping stones so that you can do your your crop technician apprenticeship take a few years consolidate and then when you're ready say right I'm ready to take the next step and then you can you can look at what's next. I think for everyone at home, uh, Mel and Jeff just agreed that that was the next step. They were just nodding it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, no it, it is great. And we would. So we're, we're looking to take more on this year to go on to the uh, level three. But we would be really keen to uh, to look at, uh, at people developing beyond where we uh, where we are with uh, with this. And we, we, we have our own sort of management training and things like that that go on within the uh, within the business. And so that that would almost be a natural uh, uh, progression and it would be uh, it would be great. I think one thing that I quite like about um, apprenticeships compared to like full time college courses is how flexible they are. Like if you, for example, myself, I didn't know anything about horticulture before I came into it, really. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. And then there's some things I've absolutely loved and like talking to my managers and supervisors, they've been able to kind of help me like channel myself into that sort of line a bit more that I don't think you kind of get with like a full time college course because they're just so inflexible. That's a, that's, that's a good point. We we we'll encourage. We are we we've we've been fairly quiet on it so far talking to the apprentices, but we will be encouraging them to think about which area of the business they're most interested in, so that particularly in their second year they gain more experience in the areas that they're uh, that they're that they're interested in and that they want to they can see themselves working in in the future. So we, we do have the flexibility to be able to do that. There's quite a bit of project work in the second year, isn't there, as well, with the, yeah. uh, with the course. So we see that as a really positive thing. Where if, if there's an area of the business that you're interested in, whether it's, you know, man management or technical from a pest disease perspective or technical from an engineering perspective or something like uh, or, or marketing or sales, from those sort of uh, all those sort of areas, then we'd be saying, well, okay, have a look at your projects in your second year, and, uh, and let's make them around those sort of uh, areas. You'll learn more about it. You'll get more involved with those people, and then as we have opportunities, uh, sometimes you have to be a little bit patient. Sometimes you have to be a little bit patient, and we can't do it just what you want straight away. But hey, if it is, you know, generally we're not a huge business, but we're we're a big enough business that 
that when people are keen and are able and are prepared to commit to the training and, and development, they do tend to get what they're uh, what they're looking for. Absolutely. So I've got just one more question, and that is, what advice would you give to someone that either wants to start an apprenticeship or take on an apprentice in horticulture? What would be your advice? Anyone want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go for it. I jumped in with both feet and haven't looked back. I've absolutely loved it so far. Um, yeah, I can't see myself doing anything else currently. So just go for it. Yeah, me too. I think for me, this has been, been an awesome experience so far. I'm, I'm really crazy about getting into next year and educating myself further. And it's just been all positives all the way through. So, yeah, I didn't have any doubts about what, what I needed to do on this. And I'd, I'd, I'd say if you are, as an employer, if you were, if you were thinking about doing it and you had um, questions then as Ross suggested get in touch with the uh, with the training providers but hey get in touch with a, an employer that's already involved in, a, in an apprenticeship scheme and uh, and, and, and ask them how they uh, how it works for them and and where the where the uh, challenges are and what it's costing them and um, and, and all that because they'll 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 generally be really enthusiastic I I, uh, I, I think and and, the, and this scheme that we're fortunate to be involved in is a, is in reality a national um, scheme. So if there isn't something local to you that you can uh, that you can get involved with, then um, then then get in touch with uh, with Warwickshire College about their uh, crop technician apprenticeship, and they'll they'll, they'll help. And, and they've got accommodation, and uh, and they've got a cohort of people that are working all over the country. I don't work for. I think to employers I would say yeah we've got a workforce shortage at the moment and apprenticeships can bring in new people but they can also help with retention um, they bring in a, you know a re more diverse they're more inclusive so it's if you've worried about your workforce and you know we are going to be in a position where fully fully trained and fully competent people are not going to be just there ready when you want them then think about apprenticeships. yeah well no so think <laughs> about apprenticeships go in with your eyes open do your research but it is a really good option and to potential apprentices I would say just re-evaluate how you your image of an apprentice because you can be an apprentice solicitor you can be an apprentice accountant uh you know I, I I've been working with professional foresters so degree level forestry um professionals so being an apprentice now is is very different from what the image in your head might be so have a look at the program look at the yeah whether it would suit you um, and if it's going to do what you need to take the next step in your career, don't let perceptions of what it might be, be a barrier to you potentially, you know, taking a whole new step in your career or finding a new career, because they are a really good option for getting the skills and the learning to either get started or move on in horticulture. Amazing. And I think just to carry on from that, for employers it's so important to invest in that training to invest in the people and and it's really hard especially with the cost of doing business crisis at the moment with everything else that's going on quite often that personal development and training is one of the first things that kind of drops off the radar but investing in those people and those staff is the only way this industry is going to grow and we need to to do that and apprenticeships is such a fantastic way 
um, to do that. If anyone out there is really interested in apprenticeships, the HGA have got lots of information on their website. We've got some FAQs and we link to all the government websites as well. And we'd be happy to facilitate conversations between you and um, training providers and maybe some other employers. But I just want to say thank you so much to my guests today. Roz, Jeff, Millie and Mel, you've been fantastic. And it's such a pleasure to hear people talk so passionately and positively about apprenticeships because sometimes that's not always the case and it really is fantastic. Um, so thank you so, so much for uh, agreeing to be part of our podcast. Everyone out there, you've been listening to episode 11 of Hawk Talk on apprenticeships. Stay safe. Take care.